Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. The dogs next door are going crazy right now, so I'm sorry if that's coming up on the mic. That's not a euphemism. What? The dogs go crazy? Yeah. The, uh, no, it's not I like a sex thing. I mean, it is, but just in this case, it's not. Yeah, normally it would. That's why I feel the need to clarify. Right. <laughs> because normally sex thing. Yeah. Normally the dogs are going crazy next door. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want us to break down that double entendre for you, we're not going to figure it out for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Let us know in the comments. Let us know what, uh, what you, that's, that's going to be the thing at the end of the show. <laughs> when you leave a review that remind me of this at the end of the show. That's what I want. <laughs> it's so eerie when that you're able to do that because I, it looks like someone is lowering my computer screen <laughs> and I'm like, what? What's happening? Is someone is my house possessed again? And I just paid for that exorcism, and and now it's back. For anyone confused, uh, the some of our patrons get access to a video of every episode, and uh, I can control where Chris shows up in the video, and that's I was just moving him around a little bit. He could, he, yeah, he can control exactly where I am at all times. It's I crazy. can even do this. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, well. I can do this. Ah. Oh, what the? <laughs> no. It's all right. You just have to turn it off and turn it back on again. Just toggle the switch button. How are you? That's not a sex thing. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I feel like our recurring joke is going to be that's not, that's a, not euphemism. a sex thing. Yeah. I mean, it's good when we find it early. That's not that's a, sex a sex thing. thing. It's yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Wow, I this has got to be a record. Not only if we found the running gag for the for the show, gag, but we have already even before the opening beaten it to a, to a pulp. Like beat. Just, sorry, I'm. It's not. I can't. I can't get off of it. Sarah's already shaking her head at me. This is going to be one of those episodes again, isn't it? I'm just. She's already. I'm like. Over this, I'm shaking my head. She's giving me that, like, I can't believe I've let you conceive two children with me. Look, <laughs> can't believe that. I can't, I really want to say something, but I want to wait until the show officially starts to bring it up, so I can't make the joke. Uh, yeah, yet. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want me to? Do you want me to start the show so we can do no, it? How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah. I don't know why I said I'm good. I'm tired. You can be good and tired. I am good and tired, man. <laughs> I am. Let me tell you. Kids are exhausting. Yeah. Just general. Just we picked him up from school today. I was like, how was his day? And they were like, he was great today. He was awesome. And we're like, fantastic. This is outlook is looking real good. And as soon as he walked out the gate, he was just a fucking mess. We've all had those days. The whole time. He's just like, yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on? What what is wrong with this little bastard and I said that to his face uh, that might have been the problem actually looking back I probably shouldn't have been like what the fuck is wrong you with may you, have kid? initiated this yeah yeah it might, that might be on me yeah. that's on me guys yeah. actually yeah 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 how are you I'm good and tired <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was ridden ridden what's the phrase R- road wet and put away hard I mean that's not a sex thing it's just <laughs> I think it's road hard and put away wet isn't that a thing? Have you never heard that saying? It's about horses. I assumed it was about horses. Yeah. I didn't think it was. It was about either horses or porn stars. And I'm not. <laughs> or both. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I'm tired. Why? 
Explain yourself. Justify this. <laughs> I didn't sleep very much. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Wait, hold on. Wait, let me do the math on that. Uh, okay, yeah. And, uh, okay, the one. And you're and a then. fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, that was like the most aggressive thing I've ever heard you yell. I know. That was the sexual tension coming out. <laughs> oh, man. Was it ever? All right. Have you heard the one about the, the, do you know why the bicycle couldn't wake up in the morning? I don't know why. Because he was too tired. So he had two tires, so he was too... You ruined this. You ruined it. You ruined it. You had, we had such a good thing. You ruined this. That's a sex thing. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and get nominated for some awards. Yeah. My name is Christopher Alongside me as always is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. The hardest part about this is going to be totally rebranding the show, so we have to put six-time Snobby Award nominee at the front of every single logo. Can I also just say that if we were going to get nominated for an award, it would be called the Snobby. <laughs> it's just so fitting. It's like an award created by my id. So I wanted to bring up the awards that we're nominated for. Yes, please do. The categories of the snobbies that we're awarded for. By the way, the, or we're nominated for. By the way, the podcast that is doing this is a, a group called The Scene Snobs. I don't know a whole lot about them, but go over there, give them a listen if you like us. Yeah. It's a good chance you might like them too. The awards ceremony, you already, already missed happened. it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just... So, it already happened. So, so tune sorry. In next week to find out if we won. Thanks for watching us win all six awards or none of them. Yeah. Uh, if we lose all six, do we still sweep it? In a way. Because technically we sweep did the leg. everything, you know. We are nominated for Best Podcast in Entertainment, Best Podcast in Comedy. I don't know why we got that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Best Podcast in Pop Culture, Judges' Choice Award. Ooh, that sounds sexy. Podcast of the year. Mm-hmm. And my personal favorite and one I wanted to bring up with you. Mm-hmm. Host of the year. Yes. Now, Chris. Yes. I just want to let you know that it is an honor for me to be nominated as host, <laughs> as host of the year. I hope you don't take it too badly. I just wanted to bring it up because I, I it didn't say my name anywhere on it, but like I just assume right. you know, I would assume. Yeah. yeah, I would assume. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I want to yeah. I, I want to give you an opportunity to congratulate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me just say it. Uh, you know, the tension that is coming, not because I'm upset that I wasn't nominated right. for host of the year by the snobbies. Right. But simply because I, I'm now so intimidated. I shouldn't say so. More intimidated to be hosting with you yeah. than I was even before this. It's only natural. It, I mean, we knew we knew that you had this ability and that, that you were this mm-hmm. talented. But then to have it verified by yes, the snobbies. It's so much validation. Exactly. That now it, it kind of just, you know, it was unspoken before. Mm-hmm. And now, now that it's been said out loud, times that I said it, that you've said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I meant by me. It was unspoken by me. Okay. Okay. Yes. On how amazing you are. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. Now that someone else said it for me, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't really need to say it now, so I'm not going to. Yeah. But uh, it's just, <laughs> it just, it's going to be hard. I'm just really excited for you to add it to the intro moving forward. I'm excited for me to keep doing this with you, knowing that I am hosting with a, a snobby award nominated host. Exactly. Maybe a winner. And possibly, and who knows, by this time next week, <laughs> yeah. by the time this you're listening to this right now. I'm just so excited to hear. Uh, joining me, as always, is my co-host, host of the year nominee, Andrew snobby Dunn. host of the year winner. Yeah. Andrew Dunn. Or loser. Or loser. Uh, oh, believe me, that's going to go in there. That's yeah. that's 100% in but there. But presumably, I mean, it'd be real weird if we lose all of them. I feel like we kind of have to. I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but I feel like we have to win some category. No. <laughs> I, I, don't, I think no. I... I, I I think I told you this, Chris. Yeah. We're nominated more than any other podcast. Yeah. So kiss my ass, Joe Rogan. Did I tell you this? We received more nominations. There are like, there are th- I, th- I think, 30 podcasts that have been nominated for a category. <laughs> for a second, I thought you've been on the internet. <laughs> there are only 30. I know it seems like there's thousands and yeah. thousands and thousands, but actually what happened was uh-huh. um, Google and SoundCloud and Apple all got yes. together and they were like, guys, <laughs> this is fucking out of control and we need to rein it in. So we're going to cut it down to 30. Yes. And 30 sounds like a lot until you remember that 15 of them are Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks to the scene snobs for all the nominations. It's very humbling. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I'm, and of course, all the awards. It's also very validating and probably a little toxic and uh, enabling. Yep. <laughs> because, uh, you know, this is terrible. <laughs> what we do here is awful. Yeah. So uh, this is, I guess we're going to keep doing it, though. Oh, man, this is really I mean, it's given us license to just take this even further down into the hole. You guys, so many dick jokes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's going to be so and many more. And that's not even a sex thing. I might have to just start showing it. More? <laughs> For anyone who doesn't, who isn't on the Patreon, I just whip it out every now and then. You are missing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere. And the reason you don't know about it on the podcast is because we don't acknowledge it. It's yeah, just, yeah, it just normal. doesn't. Yeah, you guys are missing like a solid two, two and a half inches on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> Chris, what are we talking about? Good Lord. Um, uh, hey, guess what? The Mandalorian is back. Did you know that? It sure is. It sure is. And actually, by the time this has come out, not only are we now a bunch of snobby winners, but there's two episodes. But we're only talking about the first one. Yeah, there are. There's twice as many as we're talking about today. There's twice. There's 100 percent more yeah. than we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But uh, the Mandalorian kicked off again. So this is season. What is this? Season three? Trace. Trois. Yeah. Feels like it should be more, but it's not. Well, uh, it's season three, three and a half. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. But that that uh, kicked off, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about how that's been that's been going. Chris. Yes. It's been a long time since we've last seen Mando in action, but now he's back, and I'm super excited because I didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, and I can't wait to see why Grogu is back. I'm sure they'll explain it later. I mean, 
They probably will. They almost half explained it in this episode. What did you think of this first episode? How, how are you feeling about the, the, the season going in, even though I know it's only and it's a short episode. It's only like 40 minutes, actually really less because there's a three minute recap well, or something. Yeah, Well, and it's 38 minutes yeah. with the credits, I think, yep. too, usually yep. includes that. It's like yep. 33, 34 minutes. Yeah, it's really short. It's tight, though. I, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like people are going to be like, it's short. And I'm like, no, nah, it's tight. Yeah. And that's not even a sex thing. Yeah. But how are you feeling? It's short. <laughs> I, I it's just tight. Yep. I glazed over the first one. <laughs> there was so, there's so many opportunities. It's a solid two, two and a half. Yeah, easily. Easily. Snobbies made the worst mistake of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> worst mistake of their and everyone else's lives. Yeah, of their careers. But wh- how are you feeling about like this third season kicking off after watching this first episode, just in general? I am not a big fan. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a nothing burger it, for me. This episode... See, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Mm, you're wrong. And I'm host of the year. That's true. So. <laughs> I hope... I wanted to get bigger. Just... You add a couple more years onto it. Yeah. Um, every time you mention it. Here's the thing. I... I actually really enjoyed this episode, but also I agree with you. Nothing happened in this. I put here Mando tried some things. They didn't work. So now he's going on a fetch quest. Yes. That's the plot. Yeah, that's the plot, which honestly, I like the idea of him going on a fetch quest uh, for a season because it's nice and simple and it gives him an opportunity. If you think about it, the first season was just kind of basically a fetch quest. That kind of pinballed him back and forth and around to other places. And that's what was kind of nice about it. And so for me, I actually really enjoyed this episode because one, I was like, it felt kind of like some old school Star Wars again. Like a little bit. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it felt as for as short as it was, it felt tight. Stop saying that. You, you know what I think was really missing from this and it shouldn't have been? Go ahead. It, it sh- this shouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. But at the end, I was like, I'm kind of disappointed this wasn't in it. One of the things that really makes the Mandalorian the Mandalorian for me is like, random B-list, very talented actors. Yeah. Like, uh, like I remember there was a fetch quest in, I think, the second season that I think otherwise the episode wouldn't have been that interesting to me. It's the one where he's like, ah, someone's charging too much for water and he's got to go talk to the guy and he's like well it's not my fault it's these kids and they're blah and he's got to go talk to the kids who are ruining the water and oh yeah 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 yeah. it's like him talking to a bunch of different it's basically like a side quest for a video game right but the guy who's selling the water is played by steven root and i remember i watched i was like oh fuck i love steven root yeah and i was like i'll watch this all day i love this guy and he's so good in it because he's fantastic at everything so like even something like that uh becomes very very good and interesting and keeps my attention and this, it shouldn't have mattered. But to me, for some reason, it did. I was like, I think this would have benefited from having somebody like a like a Tim Blake Nelson show up and me be like, oh, shit, it's Tim. Yeah, Blake Nelson. just a rando. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, that guy's in this. Oh, yeah. I think we'll get that. I think we're going to get that throughout yeah, the season. I agree. But that's sort of what I mean, though, is that like, I guess the real overlap, like that's a symptom. And the the real illness that this episode suffers from is that it didn't do any of the things 
that makes the Mandalorian interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, like there wasn't a big sword fight or a big there wasn't him struggling. There wasn't really an emotional storyline happening. Hey, there was that awesome looking alligator. at the beginning. Yeah. Which also I put a note here. The big lizard shows up. Why don't they all just fly away? They should. They should all fly away. Why you do just they leave. kill that guy? Just why, fuck why off. even bother? Why are you trying to fight a 400 foot long alligator? Just leave. With with a turtle shell on it. Yeah, just go away. <laughs> you all have jetpacks. It's an apex predator. Find a different cave. Yeah, just go. Well, or just come back later. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, you know, if it's like a sacred area that you have to, like, do the ceremony there, just leave. That's true. Because what's that alligator do? If you all fly away... I would assume the alligator just showed up because he was like, oh, I'm going to eat all these motherfuckers. Yeah. And so if you all just fly away and then he'll stay there for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he's like, no, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. Never mind. Okay, you know that things there bring back a fuck ton of like explosives. Yeah. And then just leave it there until he shows up again and then blow him the fuck up. I don't know. I I was just like, okay, I guess it was cool. I thought I swear to God, I thought that was a flashback. Yeah, me too. I thought that was Mando. I think you were meant. I think that was the purpose. I think you were supposed to think it was a flashback. And then Mando shows up and you're like, oh, we're in the present day. Interesting. Yeah. But I here's the thing. I. You're right. Nothing happened in this episode. I feel kind of weird talking about it. Like after I watched it, I was like, "Okay, yeah, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, we kind of agreed to talk about this before watching it. I actually had seen it already, but I was like, yeah, sure, we can talk about this, whatever. And then I thought about it and I was I I watched it again to take notes and I was like, "Mm." I have no notes. (laughs) You're like, I I have a few things that we can talk about, but not much. Yeah, I for me, like I said, I think. That the pacing was really good on this, yeah, you know, which that. is why it's so short. And, and one thing I've always enjoyed about this series is that they're never married to a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're never married to like, we got to hit 48 minutes. Yes. It's always like if this episode is half an hour, this episode is half an hour. Yeah. And for sure, this one was half an hour. Like if this was an hour long episode and the same shit happened, I would have grilled this fucking thing. Yeah. But I, I like this because... That pacing was really well done. Yeah, I agree with that. Again, I was, it's funny. I was talking with, about this with Sarah. She just, we both watched it today. And, uh, one thing I enjoyed about this is that, like I said, it feels more like old school star Wars where it's just like, even though they, nothing really happened in this, they distracted me really well from the fact that nothing was happening in, in this Yeah, because there's a lot of fun in it too. Uh, you know, well, and old school star Wars is also a lot of like, well, we've got to go find a pilot in a bar right. and we've got to find, he's, he's got to have a good ship and he can't know who we are. And we've got, it's a little bit like this. It's and, yeah, exactly kinda dull. <laughs> it, it is. There's not much, you know, it's yeah. just kind of pinballing from location. We got to do this and then we get this or we don't get this. And then we go to here. I think this would have been a, Benefited from the season having one less episode mm-hmm. and the second episode and the first episode being one episode. Yeah. Now, I will say this. You didn't see Book of Boba Fett. I actually did. You did? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said you didn't. I did. I said I didn't. It was a joke. I said oh, I didn't okay. see Book of Boba Fett and I can't wait to see why Grogu is back. Cool. It was a joke. Oh, OK. Well, I would have believed that you didn't see Book of Boba Fett. I guess I'm not going to win host of the year. You know what? <laughs> no, I no, can't no. make a joke it, listen, that's funny. As someone so talented as yourself, it takes a lot to hi- kind of like boost up. What? are we gonna do if we go if we watch this ceremony and they go and the winner is chris treble uh i mean i will cancel the podcast (laughs) fine by me that's fine because i just won so what else am i gonna do after that win again you'll be like i'll be wiping my tears away with my trophy i assume we get trophies i don't know i assume we get money yeah yeah wipe it away with your 
twenty dollars or whatever. Hey, gonna, listen, your gift certificate to Applebee's. Oh, your lips to God's ears, man. <laughs> man, do you? If we went all six, do you know how many riplets I can buy with that shit? Jesus, <laughs> I will. Be. Taika Waititi is back for a minute. That's. I was like, who did the voice of that? Droid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 He's one of three famous New Zealanders. Yes. I was like, couldn't, could not remember who did the voice of that droid. Yeah. I, I like that, you know, th- that's cool that they're bringing him back. That's nice. I like that he was a statue and he's like, I want that guy. It was fun. It was a fun bit. Yeah, that was kind of fun. You know what I think my favorite part of this episode is, is, um, that Carl Weathers has like little droids carrying his cape. That's so. Did you and see that's that? what I mean? Yes, I did. And it's great. <laughs> little uh, attentions to detail like that are well, pretty cool. I, and that's the thing. I like the little, you know, the the tiny droid fixing shop. The little guys in there, and how Grogu is like trying to hug one, and you know, I like that. Not, that not everything is CGI. I you yes, know? of course. That felt very. You again, know what's interesting though is this is a show that has always been very good at hiding what cg what is cgi i have no idea what's cgi and what isn't but that's the thing it looks like it's practical so even if it is cgi it looks so practical it looks so good it again it feels like old star wars it's like oh they're using the jim henson puppets you know even if they're not they give it that feel they give that look it feels part of this universe it feels part of the the greater universe it's it's supposed to be (laughs) and there's a bit of humor to it too yeah like the one thing, Book of Boba Fett was boring. Yeah. And very dry. And the one thing I was saying to Sarah is that I think I can't tell if I enjoyed this episode because basically I was like, I can't. It's been so long since we really saw the Mandalorian, the second season that I was like, I don't remember if I disliked the second season or I just dislike Book of Boba Fett so much. And because the last two episodes were basically The Mandalorian. Yeah. I'm now associating that series with this and that feeling with it. And then this comes back and I'm like, God damn, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much better than Book of Boba Fett. Or if it's just really, really good. Yeah. But also, I, and again, like I said, they mask the, the fact that nothing happens in this episode. Yeah. But they mask it really well. There's yeah. enough going on. There's the, you know, the gunfight, like the, the standoff in the village. There's a space shootout. There's a dogfight, which is, again, just what you yeah. want in a Star Wars show and or movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, all our old friends are back, that type of Grogu's thing. Grogu's having fun. Carl Weathers. I like the Carl Weathers bit where he's translating stuff and mando's like yeah i got it it's great yeah, yeah. and that's what i mean there's a, there's fun bits in it it breaks it up it doesn't feel like so heavy and dripping in ceremony and like lore and everything like that which gives me hope for this season and like you said it's he's going on a fetch quest which i think for this show about a lone gunslinger is what you want you want him going on a fetch quest you want it simple streamlined Every episode, he walks into a situation to get one thing. He has to solve another situation to get to this reward. And then he moves on from there. And that's it. They explained uh, the what's her name? Horrible anti-vax person away really easily in a way that makes sense. That uh, Gina, Gina, what's her face? Giancarlo, Carla, you know who I'm talking about. Muscle lady. Oh, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Thank you. 
I got the G in is the C. Is she in this? No, she's not because they took they fired her. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they explain where she went, and it makes sense. Oh, I did not. I watched the episode twice now, and I did not hear it. They go. It goes by real fast. And she. Um, he's like, I need a marshal, and he's like, What happened to what's her name? And he's like, As soon as she brought in so and so, they they scooped her up and recruited her to be special forces. Or as soon something. as she started talking about the Jews, she had to go. She had to. Yo. As soon as she compared the vaccine to the Holocaust. Yeah. When that building was a bar, you can say that all you want, but it's a school now and you can't say that anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's like I said, I this actually gives me a lot of hope for this season. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think this is going to be nice and kind of light and as light as this show can be. Yeah. You know, the only other notes I had are like biggest problem I had is I don't fully understand why it has to be this droid. Like, it's basically a toaster that can shoot a gun. Get a different one. Yes. I think either one, that will be explained later. Or two, in the first season, he makes it very clear, like, he does not trust droids at all. And this is the one that did it, and he's like, that one. But the reason he doesn't trust them is because they're basically toasters that can shoot a gun. Right. So... If you trust this one, I don't know. He seems like a very logical guy. I I will say this. um, He fixes it up. It then attacks him. Yeah. (laughs) It tries to kill everyone in the room and he shoots it in the head. And he's like, all right, let's fix it again. And you're like, you wouldn't be like, no, fuck, that didn't work. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. At that point, you got to be like, either go on your own or get something else. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I put here. It still looks good. Still fine acting, even though no one has very much to do. Right. Right, right, right. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right on the droid thing, though. Like, just whatever. Just, like, don't even bother. Just as soon as it attacks someone, just be like, I guess we'll try. Or at least have a scene beforehand where he's like, we have plenty of droids. Let me show you some of them. And they parade him through. And he's like, right. These suck. Because he does say we can give you a different droid. And he's like, no, I don't want another droid. I don't want another droid. And he's like, are you kidding me? Look at that one over there. That one's got eight guns. See that one over there? I will suck your dick. No. <laughs> That's not a sex thing. It's not a sex thing. It's a, you know, long ship ride. <laughs> See that one over there? That thing will kill Grogu if you want to. Doesn't have to. I'm just saying, if he gets on your nerves. He's like, I can't kill the kid. He's like, all right, fine, whatever, 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 whatever. But he can. I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know. But you see, that would out? be a good, like, if he parades it out and one of them immediately starts trying to kill Grogu because it thinks he's a bad guy or whatever, then he's like, no, I don't want any of these. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. This isn't working for me. Not even the dick sucking one. Not even the dick sucking one. Although. All right. Put that one in the ship, too. Just, uh, let's put it on. You know what? Let me just. Uh, well, let's put a pin in that one. All can right? we add that to the programming and IG-88. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, got a, he seems to have a lot of ports in that head that spins around a lot. Oh, rip it off. What the hell are we saying? What are we doing anymore? What is this? I don't know. I'm done talking about this. I don't I'm have anything else to say. Too, actually. Yeah, no, we got Bo-Katan kind of, back. Yeah. Cool. For like 10 seconds. Couldn't remember. That was the only part where I was like, I have no idea what the fuck this woman is talking about. I could not remember yeah. anything she's talking about right now. Everyone else, they were like, I was like, oh yeah, that's that old town that used to be complete shit. Yeah. There's that guy. And- I remember her because she is the same. So that character was first introduced in the Clone Wars, I think, the animated I series. Remember, I remember who she is. Well, hang on. And that actor voiced her in that yeah. animated series. Yes. And so, like, I yes. remember yes. being like, holy shit. And so, like, I I have a pretty right. strong memory of that entire character's arc because of that, I think. Right. 
No, I remember her and I, you know, and kind of who she is. But then she was saying a bunch of other stuff and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, you're like Giancarlo Esposito had the dark saber and was trying to kill everybody. And Luke Skywalker showed up and Bo-Katan was also there. She was like, uh, he's like, what happened to something, something? And they all left. And I'm like, who the fuck are they talking? And then she said, dark saber. And I was like, oh, that one. I remember that. Yeah, that thing. That thing. I know that thing. They, They still have that. And then he's, she was like, do you still have that? And he said, yes. And I went. Does he? Yeah. Wait, what? He did the same thing. Oh, yeah, I guess he does. I don't know why. Because that was in Book of Boba yeah. Fett, and I can't remember I mean, that. He's bad at that using show. it. Like, just sell it. Yeah, it got heavier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it gets heavier. If you resist it The more something. you think about it or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I don't know how that makes any sense. Whatever. It doesn't make sense. It's space wizards. Space. Bunch of fucking space wizards. <laughs> space wizards and dick sucking droids. That's all this is. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to talk about the reading assignment? Yeah, let's go into the reading assignment. Great. Chris. Yes. I don't have a joke for this. <laughs> Host of uh, the year, everyone. Putting in that effort. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Try to think of one on the spot. Nope, don't, don't do it. I don't know if it's going to happen. Nah, Chris, enough about dick sucking robots. Great. Nailed it. Thank you. Really pulled us out of the fire on that one. It's time to talk about a dick sucking helmet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know what? Pretty good. I'll take that one. Uh, you gave me Danger Street yes. for the reading assignment, which is a new run by Tom King. There's only three issues out, I think, right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It utilizes a lot of something that is in Tom King's wheelhouse pretty standardly, in the same way that it's in James Gunn's wheelhouse, which is C and D list characters. Yes. Who nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a couple I would put in B, B plus. Somewhere in that area? Yeah. Starman? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. War, war, warlock? Yeah, Warlock. Yeah, no. Warlord? Warlord. I was he's like, C-list for yeah, sure. But like, um, you know what? If this was like maybe 20, 30 years ago, he would have been up in B-list. Yeah. Metamorpho, I think is the guy's name. He's a that little higher That I would put B-list. Yeah. yeah, I would put him B-list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the rest of them are all a bunch of nobodies. And actually, I even say, he. Uh, I found an interview with Tom King. I read a couple. And there's one where he talks about Warlord and he says that Warlord was created to be the He-Man action figure that your mom didn't want to spend a lot of money on. Oh, yeah. That, like you'd go to the store and you'd be like, hey, mom, can I have four dollars for this He-Man toy? And she'd say, uh, I don't think so. That's a lot of money. And then she'd be like, what about this one? It's basically the same and it's two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what that character was created for. Nice. And if you've seen his old costume, it's what it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, a lot of these characters come from there's even I actually should find this article and read. There's a I won't read it verbatim. But there's a part where he says, like, some of these characters are from a comic. And he's like, look, mad respect to the writers. They're very good writers. But it was a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he says one thing where he's like, there's one that is so nonsensical and not in a wow, the writer must have been really high kind of nonsensical, but in a oh, the writer must have been walking with a typewriter and tripped and fell and this is what came out. Right, right. And this yeah. one he says, seems like it was it was written by a drunk penguin. Like, and he's like he, I, I took it, Tom King says I took it as a challenge 
to collect all of these characters into one story and make it interesting. Yeah. And at the yeah, end yeah. of the interview, someone's like, so what's your pitch for this? Like, why should readers read this? And he says, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> like, great. Tom King. <laughs> I know. He's like, I don't He's know. Like, why but any- I, I don't know if you know this. I'm doing 14 different miniseries yeah. this entire year. So if you don't like this one, just wait a week. There'll be another one and you won't even realize I'm the one who wrote He's it. He's working on writing a movie for a little while that never got made. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he was like, uh, I don't know why anyone would pick this up or why you should, but um, good luck. Do you want to talk about kind of what this is about? To, I don't to, want to talk too much about it. No, but uh, like maybe the pr- kind of the premise of a little bit of what this I is. I don't entirely know what it is yet. Ah, that's fair. I'll try and do a little bit because it is even three issues in. It is. Uh, it's a mystery. Yeah. A little bit. And so you're not really sure what it is about. But basically, uh, Danger Street is about a a bunch of different storylines kind of centered around, among other things, a bunch of, like Andrew said, kind of C-list characters in the in the DCU trying to make their way into the Justice League using Dr. Fate's helmet. Uh, a group of kids from, I think, either Arizona or Nevada or something like that. That's what I'm. That's what, what Some the desert. Feeling. Yeah, I'm, because they can go out to a desert. I'm assuming it's like Arizona or Nevada or something. Like yeah. That. A cop, a female cop on the same force in the small town of the kids. The creeper, which is yeah. quite a pull. And I don't know how he's fitting into all of this. And another mysterious group of slightly older kids who are all rich and extremely genius level intelligent media moguls i think i hit all of them right there oh and somewhere there dark side is mixed in there too kind of by oh, accident. yeah yeah the new gods are there uh tom king has said it's about 24 different characters yeah it's something like that but there's a mystery going on and basically I'm going to say this is spoiler free, but someone dies and I won't say from which group and I won't say who, but someone is killed who shouldn't have been killed and by accident, by accident. And that kicks off a whole series of events for all of these different varied groups. Oh, you're talking about a different person. Two people die, (laughs) but two, but that one in particular dies. And that's kicks off a whole series of events for everyone all, all, from the new gods to just a group of kids like uh, pre-adolescent kids uh, in a Nevada town. Yeah. You know, and how these th- all these things are connected and where this is all going. You have no idea. Even three issues in that being said, in the light of that and this interview, how do you feel about this series? I like it. Yeah. It's intriguing. Yes, it is. It feels very Tom King. Mm-hmm. I like Tom King. I I'm starting to worry that he's getting a little one note. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's not there yet. Yeah. But I feel like if he this feels very similar to um, that other series of his that just wrapped up. Strange Adventures. No, no. But that one, too. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. No, no, the one that just finished. Who's in it? Some guy who can't die. And he becomes other people for DC. I think so. I think it's Tom King. Hold on. Isn't it Tom King? Did we read this? Yeah, we read the first six issues. Human Target. Yes. Is that him? Yes. Yeah, okay. So it that feels... That just finished. Yeah, you're you're right. It yes. just finished. Yeah, it was my pick of the week. Yes. Um, yeah. So it feels a lot like that. It feels a little bit like Strange Adventures. Mm-hmm. And a little bit like Vision. And a little bit like Mr. Miracle. And it's good that he has a voice. I like that Tom King has a voice. True. I would like to see him try something 
in a different voice. And I don't know if it would work or not, right. but I, I just would like to see it because I think what he's been doing is taking vastly different characters and different types of characters. Right. But they all sound the same. Yeah, I can understand that. So it's good. Like, I like it and I'm hesitant to tell him to, to mess with it. I mean, he's not listening, but like, oh, yes, he is. OK, maybe. I mean, I am host of the year, so exactly. Yeah. But I am hesitant to be like, hey, man, this thing you're doing that's really good. Don't do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I would like to hear him try it in a different voice. You know what? I understand what you're saying. I would come at this at a different angle for me. And that's, I I agree. I like that Tom King has this voice and I like his voice a lot. Even in it, the general runs that he does, like he did a great run of Batman and things like that. But yeah. when he is allowed to just do kind of a mini or a maxi series like these are, mm-hmm. and he, they're just like, just go do whatever you want to do and let your voice run free. It's really great. And I love his voice. And I like one thing I love about Tom King that I always enjoy reading a Tom King series, because especially when it's in DC, DC tends to treat their heroes like gods and Marvel. They're much more, you know, the, the general public, the world treats their heroes like kind of anti-heroes a lot. There's a lot of skepticism. It's a little more jaded of a world. They're sort of like government employees. Yeah, exactly. Whereas here, they're really renowned as gods. And so he has this great voice to be able to take these characters that are typically in a general run viewed this way with this kind of nobility and bring them down to a very street level. Yeah, I agree. To great either drama or humor, Yeah, you know, which is really kind of fun to, I love stories like that in the DCU, even if it's not by Tom King. There's a couple other, Matt Fraction can do this really well as sure. well. Sure, yeah. Uh, with the, like the Jimmy Olsen Yeah, I um, forgot that was him. <laughs> series and everything. But also Hawkeye, right? But like, Hawkeye as well. But it like yeah. brings it down to a level that is a comical of like, you know, we're going to bring this to, to just kind of like a, a common person. Every man. Yeah, and every man. So I love his voice. I understand what you're saying. I actually don't think it, it's not that I want Tom King to try something new. He is so prolific as a writer mm-hmm. that he can. It's it kind of amazing how much he puts out in a year. Yeah. And at the quality that he does and like how deep it goes and how in-depth it is. And for me, it's hard. I can understand. It's hard for a publisher to have a talent like that mm-hmm. and not just go like, yeah, keep like yeah. If you got them. We'll keep putting them out, man. I almost want to be like D.C., just back, you know, pay him to take a vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, let him do if he wants to do 12 series in a year. That's fine. But don't put them all out this year. Just yeah. like let him be fine, you know, let, and just slowly dole it out. Because I think what's happening is it's not that he is getting one note. It feels that way because he's so prevalent. Yes. Because every time, you know, he's got, you know, at any given moment, yeah. two or three series going on at the same time. And they're all like top hitters. And they're all top hitters. They're all great, you know, yeah. but they are because that's what he does really well. Yeah. And that's his voice there. They do start to feel that way. So I, he's almost oversaturated in the market. Yeah. I almost didn't give this as an assignment. And there's a, a couple of Tom King series that I, I want to give, but don't want to, because I run the risk of like, oversaturating this show with Tom King where every reading assignment is a Tom King series. And so it's almost like DC just have him write and do a bunch of them. And then like enough for like five years and then just be like, Hey Tom, here's a big bunch of money. Like just, just like you said, like go on vacation, just hold off for a little bit, go make a movie or something like, you know, yeah. 
anything. Like, we're good for a while. I would love to see. Yeah. Has he written any film or television or I don't anything? Think so. He was working. I mean, the Ava DuVernay, Mr. Miracle, yeah, the that, was based, that, that was based on his. Yeah. So he was working really closely with that. I know. But I that. would really like to see him do, like, kind of a non superhero, non DC noir detective story right he did i'd love to see him just like get a new script that isn't based on anything an original story and just put it as a movie just do it he is not the only credit he has on imdb is for the upcoming supergirl woman of tomorrow because it was just announced it's based (laughs) on his thing that's it but yeah i would be too i'd be fascinated to see him be able to do I mean, again, the human target was close to that. Yeah. Because at least the human target was human. Mm-hmm. And they really kind of kept it on a very kind of basic level. Well, and that's the beauty of using such unknown characters as right. well, is that it's, it feels like an original story. And you have that ability to take them down to that kind of everyman quality. You also you have know? the ability to fucking kill them. Yes, which I love. Yeah. Uh, you know. Because there's never really a danger when you're reading a Batman comic. Like... There's like a fraction of a percentage of a chance that Batman will die at the end, but probably not. No. Partially because you would have known already. Like as soon as it hits shelves, people are going to be like, oh, it's the one where Batman dies. Yeah. I mean, if it's a if it's say like a black label imprint right. or something like that, because those exist outside. Yes. Sure. Maybe at the end they'll they'll twist it and he'll be dead. But like there's never really a dead. That was my whole thing when we watched Obi-Wan. And it's my problem with the prequels as well in Star Wars is that I'm like, right. OK, well, I know, like, well, I know they're not going to die. Obi-Wan. <laughs> One and Anakin have like a 45 minute long lightsaber fight. And I'm like, well, they both make it out alive. Yep. I know how this ends for both of them. Yeah. You know, one of them becomes a machine man and the other one becomes a hermit watching Netflix in his cave for 30 years. Yeah. And so when he uses characters like this, you're like, well, the sky's the limit here. You can do anything you want. Yeah. I don't know who this I don't even know if it's an. it could be. I don't know who the fucking human target is like as someone who's never read DC, really. It could be a new character that he just created so he can fucking kill at the end. He wasn't, but yeah, I know. But I'm just that's my point, though, is I was like, because I thought reading back on Danger Street, because we've been talking about Tom King in general for a while. But with Danger Street, I was like, okay, Starman's a real guy and Metamorpho, I know. Mm -hmm. And um, Dr. Fate. Yeah. And that's it other than the new gods who come in later but like these kids lady cop is evidently like a a, a not an original character oh really even i didn't know that lady cop is a comic from like 30 years ago it's that character too yeah i that's what he said in an interview is that he took her like that was a character that he wanted to use right so i'm like like i had no idea all these characters are characters that already existed until I yeah. after I'd read all of the issues and I was preparing for this episode, I read an interview with him and he was like, yeah, there's 24 all old characters that are not original. Interesting. Yeah. Wild, I mean, some right. Of, yeah. 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 There's some that I could recognize as like, I don't know who these people are, but they definitely right. have been around somewhere in the yeah. 80s somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- the media moguls. Those are pretty much it. Like those kids. I was like, they're around oh, okay. something, but I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody else. Yeah. I think those ki- the young kids are original. I think maybe they're not. But, the, uh, I, but see, that's what I mean, though. Right. That's what Tom yeah. King does really well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh I like I said, I'm really enjoying this. I was like, let's put something on your radar that is ongoing that you could get, probably get into and, and kind of point some more people towards this. 
But overall, so are you, would you stick with this? I don't think so. <laughs> as much as I like it, I, I'm i right, just... Let me ask this. Instead of sticking with it, w- would you wait until the trade paperback and then read it? Maybe. Okay. That's what I was, I was just going to say is... If Tom King takes a fucking vacation after this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he wraps it up, and everyone is like, "Dude, you got to read this." It turns out to be really good. Yeah, yeah. I'll pick it up. I'll at least buy the trade paperback and then wait yeah. until I have time. But I am, I am starting to get, yeah, a little sick of Tom King. I love, I still love him. I understand. No, I know what you're saying, but like I said, I don't think it's Tom King. I, I think agree. They're just, yes, they're oversaturating. And like, what's he supposed to do? They're like, can we give you another five hundred thousand dollars? What is he supposed to do? Be like, mm, I think I've been working a little too. No, he's gonna fucking do it. Of course, I would do yeah. the same thing. Well, but the other thing is, like I said, he turns out real quality. And cl- and listen, at this point, I would assume he has done well enough for himself that if he was like, I'm going to take a break. Then he could like he could afford to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think he's I mean, unless he's got a horrible gambling debt, which yeah. who knows? <laughs> but like I, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that is like that. And yeah. uh, from all the dinners that we've had. Yeah, of course, because he always picks up the check. So yeah, I assume yeah, he's yeah. doing fine. But at this point, he's, he I just mean, wanted he's to know at, what it's like to co-host the show with host of the year. Yeah, he, he spent an <laughs> inordinate amount of time asking about you. I bet. And I was like, why didn't you have Andrew? Like, why didn't you take Andrew out to dinner? And he's like, I can't. He's like, I am oh, so. Uh, as host of the year, I would not be caught dead. Well, I know. And he, to tell you the truth, he was very intimidated by the idea when I brought it up. Yes, that makes sense. But like, that makes sense. he's one of those guys who's like, you know, I got an idea. He's like the John Hughes of comic writing right now. He seems like I sit down at a computer and I can pump out a 12 issue maxi series. No probs. Uh, and I'll just send it off. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, I, it's not I don't think it's that we're getting sick of Tom King. I think we're getting sick of D.C. putting out Tom King all the goddamn time. Yeah, I, I think it is like I feel like I'm just working my way through a gallon of chocolate ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like, this is really good. And Decadent then I, and delicious. Yes. And then like the more I eat, the more I'm like, I mean, it's still good, but I don't know about this. And now I'm like, I'm scraping the bottom and I'm like, I don't know about this, man. It's a lot. It's it's great. I love his work. He's a great writer. Right. I can't wait to see what he does in the future. But it's going to be I'm going to be hard pressed. Well, uh, let me ask you, as someone yeah. who has started this and finished the other. Yeah. Which would you recommend at this very moment if someone could only choose between Danger Street or the Human Target? I would say Human Target. Yeah. I'd be more inclined to finish that because I still have only read the first six issues. Right. And I the reason is and honestly, if you ask me about Danger Street and the next Tom King thing after Danger Street finishes, I'll say Danger Street because they're so in depth and I really enjoy them. But especially something like Danger Street, like you said, there's like 24 different characters. There's a lot of balls in the air. And that's not even a sex thing. That's not a sex thing. No. But to read it month to month and then go, wait, what is it? Yeah. What was I? Well, and especially because Tom King's work never feels like he's just scribbling. And then at the end, he goes, oh, that's how it ends. It feels like he knows point Z. He's threading a very tight thread. Yeah. Yeah. And he is working to connect the two points. Yeah. And I want to go on that ride with him and I want to enjoy that. And I feel like sometimes I'm missing things because I'm like, oh, I don't quite remember what happened in the last issue and this and that. And I would rather just wait. Yeah. And blow through. Well, him. and he's the kind of writer as well that like 
there's there's like a a couple uh, I don't know what to call it like a couple panels right. in the first three issues where the police station has difficulty with their printer yeah and I'm like Tom King's the kind of author that like this is gonna come into play later right that could be at the last That's episode and be like oh the printer saved the day <laughs> and if you don't remember see okay maybe this is what DC should do instead of and I know they're listening because <laughs> I mean you're host of the year yes James Gunn pay attention yeah, instead of Jimmy the gun oversaturating the market with Tom King by letting him just do issue of the month maxi series just let him do the whole thing and put out like a prestige uh tom king graphic novel a book like just put out a book exactly right that's what i'm saying it's like it's a great idea you know i would pick up a book yeah yeah if this came out as a graphic novel as like a trade paperback on its own first 12 issues basically just put together Boom, here it is. It's just one, two, yeah. it's 176 pages. Yeah. Tom great. King's story start to finish. I would, do, yeah, I would absolutely do that. Yes. The, I think the biggest problem with that, though, is that, how, do we know how many issues this is going to be? I assume it's 12. It might be less yeah. or it might be more. And I a single know. issue is like four bucks. Yes. So, what would that be, like 50 bucks? Because you always get a double dip. You get the people who buy single issues for like, I think they're two ninety nine or three. Well, but also I think I think they get paid more. I think they make more money on doing single issues first and then a trade paperback because it would be fifty bucks to buy the single issues. It depends. Some of them get paid by the page. Well, I, no, no, sorry. I'm saying DC. Oh, I'm will sorry. Make more money because if they're yes. selling an issue for four dollars and there are people who are going to buy all twelve, they will pay. Four or five dollars each, which will be like 50, 60 bucks. But you can't really charge that for a trade paperback. No, but they but that's what I mean. They they kind of double. That's what they always do. They double dip. So it's like, right. you, pay, you know, charge four bucks for a for the, each issue. And then at the end, you also charge, you know, 20 bucks for a trade paperback for it to come yeah. out as well. But again, it's something like if they were like, here's a Tom King graphic novel. It's not a trade paperback. wasn't issues before. This is a completely original story. It's a basically a 12-issue maxi-series all at once. Here you go. It's $25. Part of me was like, yeah, I'll go in for that. Like, if it's, again, Tom King, yeah. who is a, a great writer, yeah. I wouldn't do it for just anybody, but something like that where they were like, yeah, this is an original story by Tom King. It's a 12-issue maxi-series that we just published in one. It's $25. I'd be like, you know what? Here's $25. Well, it's interesting, too, because like someone, I mean, you know, maybe we're the oddballs on this, but for me, it's like, okay, I read the first three issues. Right. Honestly, if I didn't have to read them for this, I probably would have read the first two. Yep. And then been like, I don't know. I'm going to peter off, I think. Yeah. Whereas, like you're saying, they would have made eight bucks off of me. That's it. They released the trade paperback. I'll go new graphic novel by Tom King with all these characters. I don't know. I'll pay 25 bucks for that right now. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is what I mean. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, also, because there's bigger space in between. Like right now, the conversation we're having is like. It feels like more of the same. And it's like, because we just got done with Human Target. Right. Which overlapped with Supergirl, which also now overlapped with this, which is going to overlap with that other thing. Right. Whereas if if, the Human Target came out when the first issue was released. Yeah. In its entirety. Yeah. And this came out 
when the first issue of this was released, there's a lot more space. Between. There's like six months in between that. Yeah. You know, and I'm going like, oh, yeah, new Tom King. Yes. About time. This is what I'm fucking talking it's about. It's no longer like, oh, man, there's so much fucking Tom King to read. It, it becomes. Yes. Finally. Yes. It becomes an event. It's like a I've been waiting event. six months for the next Tom King. Yes, exactly. I think that's a better, you know, strategy for them at this point. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck do I know? It's probably selling off the shelves. Yeah. Like yeah crazy, we're we're so. fucking idiots. So, yeah. So, you know, but, but still great hosts. The hosts of the year. Absolutely. Potentially. Of, of what year? Really? Every, Every year. Every year. I'm going to look like such a dickhead if I lose this or if you win it. That's what I, oh man, <laughs> man, that's, that's the sweet spot right yeah. there. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right. Do you have, uh, do you have something for me? I do. Okay. This is you something. You always say that whenever we do this. You go, I do, but in a way of like, oh, like you feel like you're clenching. And I don't, then that's not a sex thing. <laughs> I was going to say something that was going to make you think I'm an absolute idiot, but it was sort of out of context. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, it comes out in May. But um, I, I just saw there's a trade paperback for this thing that I'm, I got it. Got but it, got it comes it. Yeah. out in May. Uh, I think, I don't know when these come out because I don't follow monthly issues but i th- okay. i think it's going to be completed in May. by next by the time we record next oh okay um there are five issues out now it's a, a six issue series that i've been interested since two months before it came out okay this never happens to me this isn't a writer that i follow this isn't like a matt fraction or a tom king or a brian k vaughn where i'm like oh this is the new thing that he's doing i can't wait to see what it is okay this is literally just it showed up on my radar one day i read the description and i said fuck this sounds interesting when does it come out and it was like the first issue comes out in two months we're now about to wrap it up i haven't read it yet okay so I'm interested to read it alongside you. It's not a sex thing. Okay. Although it could be. Yeah, yeah. This is Flawed by Chuck Brown. F-L-A-W-E-D by Chuck Brown. I know how to spell flawed. Well, I didn't know if it was like like the name Maud. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know if... I don't... Shut up. I didn't know that you... It doesn't matter. <laughs> Here's the description. Jem Ez is a psychiatrist in the Kafkaesque city of Setham where corruption and brutality rule the streets. By day, she uses words to solve her patients' problems. By night, she takes a more direct and sometimes deadly approach. But when her practice puts her in the sights of an immortal serial killer, Jem, Jem finds, finds herself, herself embroiled, embroiled in a power, in a power struggle, struggle that threatens, threatens everything, everything she's, ever, she's known. ever known. I mean, I was reading it, but, you know, it's fine, I guess. Well, I like to put... Listen, I got it. I... What do you want from me? I'm working with the host of the year. I feel like I've got to step it up. No, you should stop talking. <laughs> you should just. Here's what we're going to do. Stop talking and let Papa take the reins. I'm host of the year. You sit there for an hour and a half in complete silence. Okay. The end. Great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, it's the words I've been waiting to hear for six years. Yeah, you have to sit there. And just watch me bask in my glory. Oh, that's not that's even not a sex, sex thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be. Yeah. It would become one. All two, two and a half inches. Yay. It. We brought it back right, around. Cool. It's like I a like reach this. around. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm excited to read this. <laughs> yeah, this is this sounds interesting. Ooh, I'm getting the first issue right now as we're talking about it. Awesome. That I don't sounds- know what 
day it comes out, but there are five out now. Yeah. And it's a six issue series. So hopefully it'll be out by. Oh, no, it won't. I no, just like I just found it. <laughs> uh, it comes out on the first of the month. What is this? A They take a long time to release these. Okay. Uh, so the first one came out in September. Next one, October, November, December, February. And the next one is April. OK, so they're taking a long time to release this one. So we'll lead up to the last issue. Right. We'll read the first five. And uh, then we'll have to wait for the conclusion. All right, that's it. There you go. Is there anything else? I don't think so, man. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Um, Oh, hey, Andrew. Oh, yes. Hey, Andrew. Yes. Hey, Andrew. Yes. That's a sex thing. (laughs) Where can they find us? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where we usually upload our episodes at eight in the morning every single Tuesday this week. Uh, I scheduled it for the right day, the wrong time. 8 p.m.? So I scheduled it for 11.30 p.m. Oh, sure. And thankfully, I thought to check at like maybe 9.30 or 10 in the morning. And I was like, oh, it's it hasn't posted yet. So uh, I was able to release it then. So apologies if last week you were looking for it and it wasn't there. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for your support. And, um, you know, I understand that most of you are just listening because the host of the year is the only host of this. Uh, oh, you got my pink slip, right? Yes. That yes, I sent yes, you. Okay, yes, great. Sir. Thank you. So uh, it'll just be me from now on. Uh, I hope you all are prepared for that. No one is prepared for that. <laughs> Least of all me. There is no way to prepare for that. No, absolutely not. You can also find us on Twitter. Where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where I still have not put out a single video in fucking months. We're going to get, I'm going to get back on track, Chris. We're going to do it. We're going to get back on track. We're going to do it. Yeah. And that's not even a sex thing. You can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. That's the sound. That's the sound. You know, uh, we have merch on <laughs> Teespring. So uh, if you want to check out our merch, our merch, go to Twitter. Check us out on Twitter. The first post, we have a pinned post that has a link to get the merch. Get that Got merch. some great stuff. I'm sporting a t-shirt right now. Oh, that's a nice little t-shirt uh, We there. got t-shirts and tank tops and hoodies and beverage wear and stickers. I want to get one of the stickers. I haven't gotten one yet. I got a sticker for you. You want a sticker for me? Oh, it's not one of those. It's a. It's like a quality, like a $3 sticker. Because like we have like the free <laughs> stickers. Shit we usually put out. <laughs> well, we have the like free stickers that we use as a bit, not free, yeah. but like cheap stickers we use as a business card where you get like hundreds of them. This is like yeah. a five inch wide sticker that's a die cut. Uh, right, 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 right. So you it's, can stick one uh, of these. It's, How about that? Let's stick that. <laughs> that's your penis. <laughs> you can also find us. On Patreon. About right, actually. It's it's about two and a half. (laughs) You can also find us on Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break if you would like to just give us money. Just flat out money. Because we're awesome. Believe it or not, being host of the year doesn't pay what you think it was. Not by itself. No. It should. And you can help rectify this. It depends on the fans to send gift certificates to Applebee's. Yeah. The way that in days of yore... Gifts would be sent to the king is how you should think of using Patreon to send money to Andrew. So like taxes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if you'd like to pay some extra taxes, yeah. it is. Oh, I got to do that. I got to fucking do my taxes. <laughs> Shit. I've already done it. I'm already done. Oh, Christ. Yeah. You can, all, you can go to patreon.com slash the media lunch break. We have uh, a lot of cool benefits, including video un, unedited full length. That's not even a sex thing. Uncut. Raw, <laughs> so many sex things. <laughs> Video of the sh- every episode goes up there. 
Usually also it's early. It goes up like days before the episode airs. So you get a little sneak peek. That's a sexting. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Uh, or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For just being one of the best. Just amazing. One top tier. Absolutely. Um, like Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a reviewing. You can leave it right in app. Uh... As always, if you leave a five-star rating, you can leave whatever you want in that review box. It doesn't matter, all right? This week, uh, what did I say? I told you to remember this. Fuck, what was it? What was the thing that I said to say to remember for the end of the episode to put in the review box at the beginning of the episode? I did not hear that. (laughs) Whatever it was, go back to listen to the beginning of the episode. I said it at the beginning and put that in the review box. There it is. Your favorite sex thing. Seamless. Man. (laughs) I pulled... There you go. Sure. Whatever. Oh, here we Um, go. This is one of my favorite games to play backstage. Okay. In uh, in a theater setting. Yes. Real movies Uh that sound like they're pornos. But they aren't. Yes. Real movies that sound like a sex thing. Yeah. There it is. So let's do like a, you know, one of my favorites, Toy Story. Ooh, that's good. Another good one. Black Beauty. Mm. Free Willy. Uh, what are some other good ones? Corpse Bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... So this has been, uh, we've been talking about uh, the Mandalorian. We talked there about will Dangerous be Street. blood. Just keep going. That's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> next week. Oh, next week. If you think the host of the year is good now, wait till we just let it go on the best damn day of the week. Tuesday, news day. Tuesday, news day. Yeah, yeah, that two and a half inches out. Oh, baby. Passion of the Christ. And then after that, uh, I don't know. I got to check the calendar. I'm not sure what it's going to be. It'll be something. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out something after that. Uh, but yeah. here's the thing. As you can see, or here, I don't know exactly what we're going to do in two weeks yet. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my God, I just found this thing. You guys got to talk about this. Send it over to us. OK, if you just watch a show, saw a movie, something, read a, read a comic and you're like, make something of this. Talk about this. This is the next thing you should talk about. Send it over to us. If uh, you have an idea for a reading assignment, uh, you know, um, again, Andrew just gave me flawed from image. But if you read something else and you're like, no, 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 guys, 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 this is your next reading assignment. Send it over to us. We love getting suggestions. If you're a creator, you made something. You wrote a comic. You sh- you you filmed a pilot. Uh, you you shot a short film. I know you don't like it when I say it the other way. No, sorry. I'm looking up movie titles and I'm finding okay, some great. really good ones. <laughs> great. Uh, you shot a short film. You shot a full length film. Uh, if you went full length with it, that's not a sex thing. But. Uh, then send it over to us. You want us to give it a shout even out? You if want it's us a to sex talk thing. About it? Even honestly, actually, you know what? If you shot a sex thing, uh, go ahead. You send it over to us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll watch we, it. <laughs> we'll watch it. We may not do an episode about it, but we'll watch it. Okay. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, I really have opened us up to all sorts of weird meow. And that's not even a sex thing. That's not a sex thing. But we'll, uh, you want us to point some people towards something you made? Go for it. Send it over. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll do a whole episode on it. Uh, we love doing that stuff. Other than that, that's it, man. There it is. When you got the host of the year, that's how easy it is. There wasn't a thing, and then you get online with the host of the year, and boom, there's a thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all you gotta do, all right? 
that's it. That's all I got. That's not even a sex thing. <laughs> Puss in boots. You're just gonna keep going with these, aren't you? Come out in Jesus' name. Is that a, that's a movie title? Evidently, it's a documentary. I literally just typed movies. Predator. <laughs> Did you just Google search the word movies? I did. I literally did, yeah. I feel like that would break the internet if you were just like <laughs> movies. And it's like, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. I'm just trying to find like a list of movies. Just any movies? Yeah. Just like famous movies. Uh, there's a website for that. It's called IMDB. Okay, I'm on there. Okay. Now what? Now click anywhere. <laughs> just click anywhere. No, it's not a list. In fact, the first thing I found was an article. Okay, there's another website you can try. There's the other website I go to find lists of movies. It's called Wikipedia. I thought you were going to say Pornhub. I mean, that's my third suggestion. Split. It's a good one. Not bad. That one looks like it might actually be a porno. <laughs> I hope you accidentally just, you just start naming things like... Backdoor Sluts 9? <laughs> Bag Bus 8. <laughs> yeah. Starring Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Big George Foreman. <laughs> Jury's actually out on that one. Yep. I don't know. Is that it? 128 hours? That's a box set. Boston Strangler. Oh, I know that one. Oh, God. I accidentally clicked on one called Dom. Just a random movie called Dom? Yeah. Yeah. What's it about? Barefoot in the Park. Is this, is this where we are now? So this is host of the year. Chris, I'm not leaving until I find one. Bone? Winter's Bone? What? What is okay? What's what's the apex on this? Like, where does it? What do you mean you're not leaving until we find one? And I make you laugh until we. You make me laugh. Yeah, there's not enough room on this SIM card for that. Okay. Wow. I'll have you know, you better watch your fucking mouth. You're talking to host of the year. You know, what? I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I uh, I forgot who I was talking to. My apologies. Um, I'll double my donation next week. All right, good. Thank you. Scent of a woman. You seem confused on how that could be. There's so many veggie tales in this list. Of pornos? The Magnificent Seven. Oh, that is pretty good. <gasps> Men, women, and children. <laughs> there it is. That's it. That's it. There it is. All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, thank God.